Huge show today. We are going to get into all the latest what happened at the Department of Homeland Security, Nina Yankovic, and why is Taylor Lorenz coming after Jack Posobiec. But first, I want to make sure you guys know that President Trump is going to be speaking with me, with Charlie Kirk, and so many others down at the Turning Point Student Action Summit, SAS 2022. It's going to be July 22nd to the 24th, Tampa, Florida. How do you register? tpusa.com slash SAS. You can click the link in our description. We always put the links down there for everything. Use promo code POSO, all caps. You get 25% off. And I'm told, by the way, I'm told, I don't think it's been officially announced yet, but a certain Floridian governor may also be making an appearance at SAS this year. Make sure you get your tickets now because these tickets are going to sell like fire. And by the way, speaking of fire, there is a fire debate dropping tonight. Charlie Kirk, Brianna Joy Gray, it's on systemic racism in America. It's going to come out at 6 p.m. Eastern on today, May 19th. So make sure that once you're done listening to Human Events Daily, you go check out Debate Night with Charlie Kirk and Brianna Joy Gray. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, brought to you by Turning Point USA. Today is May 19th, 2020, Anno Domine. It's time for your daily dose of human events. First up today, the Biden administration's Ministry of Truth has been destroyed. Nidiankovich resigned from the disinformation board, and the Washington Post says that it's all Jack Posobiec's fault. What does that have to do with that? Hmm, we'll see. We'll break into it. Next, day two of the Michael Sussman trial. We're going to give you all the latest from inside the courtroom. Number three, a leaked memo has revealed the Department of Homeland Security is preparing for violence after the Roe v. Wade ruling later this year. And finally, a new study is out stating that testosterone treatment turns liberal voters more conservative. Hmm, interesting. All this more ahead, Human Events Daily. I want to be rich, famous, and So what can I say about Nina Yankovic? She's out of a job. She's done. According to the Washington Post and the great Taylor Lorenz, now we learn that the Disinformation Governance Board of the Department of Homeland Security has been shut down and Nina Yankovic has resigned. And if you dig down into the Washington Post, who do they blame? Jack Posobiec. They said he, and I'm quoting, posted a tweet about the Disinformation Governance Board, compared it to the Ministry of Truth, and then the narrative spread like wildfire throughout Congress, throughout the media, even the left, many people there, including Tulsi Gabbard. So what's interesting about this to me is I didn't even know the story was coming out yesterday. 
And, you know, we're here in Europe. Uh, we just got to Budapest and we were literally walking through the Vatican Museum yesterday on the way to the Sistine Chapel. And I get a message from, I won't say who, but someone in politics that, that people would know. And it says, congrats on your latest hit piece from the Washington Post. And I'm start rolling my eyes saying, great, what's going on? And Tanya Tay is walking down and I was telling her because it was already 5 p.m. and they close at six. And say, so I said, hey, we gotta, you know, we kind of gotta blow through here if we want to get to the chapel. And then all of a sudden I stopped talking and I looked down and I'm not walking or anything. I'm, and I'm on the phone and she said, what do you, you know, what's going on? What's the matter? And I said, oh, this is hit piece thing. Let, let me check it out. So I start reading through this thing by Taylor Lorenz, and I'm like, oh, great, are they gonna dox me like they dox lives of TikTok? And I look at it and I go, wait a minute. They're giving me credit. So hold on a second. They think it makes me look bad to give me credit for being the one who broke the story on the disinformation governance board, who blew it up and eventually wrecked it to the point where the entire thing had to be disbanded before it could even get started to work. I said, like, this is a puff piece. What are you talking about? I ought to make this thing my resume. This is great PR. So to Taylor Lorenz, Tay Tay out there, I just want to say thank you very much. Maybe, just maybe, should I put Taylor Lorenz on retainer? Send in an email of what do you guys think? As far as Nina Yankovic, look, you tried. You tried so hard. We know from your songs you wanted to be rich and famous. Well, you are famous now, at least. Probably not for the reason that you thought you were going to be. But when I look at the entire thing, I look at the entire thing, I have to say, I got that message, tweeted out. I walked into the Sistine Chapel, and I said a prayer for Nina Yankovic. I did. I did. I said a prayer for her for the best of luck on her upcoming job search. Best of luck. Best of luck, Nina. But at the same time, if you're going to be sitting around at home making TikToks, I hope that you have comfy shoes to be able to do this so in. And if you really want the comfiest at-home shoes, you, Nina, you've got to go to mypillow.com promo code POSO. The blowout sale is going on right now on the My Slippers. Nina, you are in luck. This might be the big break that you've been waiting for. And as far as the disinformation governance board goes, what can I say other than those three little words, those three little words that everyone longs to hear, resquiat in pace. Nomine patria et filio et spiritui santi, amen. What can I say, guys? I was at St. Peter's yesterday. But look, when it comes down to it, there's a few things here that we need to ma maintain. Number one, we do not want the government in the business of telling us what is truth and what is false. Number two, the theater kids. I warned you about the theater kids from Glee, the way the Tumblr totally uh, weaponized them. And I'm gonna tell you this right now, keep the theater kids out of government. We do not want theater kids running our country. The latest news out of Sri Lanka is harrowing. Food riots across the country. They're flipping over cars, they're going after politicians, and we just heard that India, one of the top 10 wheat producers of the world, is banning exports. If you don't understand that food scarcity is coming to your home, to your street, then you have not been paying attention. The world seems like it is falling apart at its seams. And that is why you need a good stockpile of long-lasting emergency food. Seriously, just, just get it 
peace of mind. It goes in your garage, goes in the back of your trunk of your car. Whatever happens, you've got your emergency food. You're, you're set. You are good. And your family is good. So that's why Human Events Daily, myself, we have partnered with My Patriot Supply. And we've established a new web portal called preparewithposo.com. You go to preparewithposo.com and you will find the special offer. As you know, My Patriot Supply is America's largest preparedness company with over 50,000 four and five star reviews from customers who love their food. You go to preparewithposo.com and you will save $150. That's right. $150 on an amazing three-month emergency food kit. This kit provides breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day to give you optimum energy. Get one kit for each person in your family. You go there, preparewithposo.com. We're going to put the link in the description. Save $150 on the food you're going to need. Everything is going wrong around the world. You literally need to grab this emergency food now. Take action before it is too late. Go to preparewithposo.com, preparewithposo.com. Link in the description. He knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. And I take responsibility for those parts of it that I should. But, Jane, it was like applying for a job and getting 66 million letters of uh, recommendation and losing to a corrupt human tornado. And so I know that he knows that this wasn't on the level. I don't know that we'll ever know everything that happened, but clearly we know a lot and are learning more every day, and history will probably sort it all out. So, of course, he's obsessed with me, and I believe that it's a guilty conscience in so much as he has a conscience. On to more serious matters. Day two of the Michael Sussman trial, and Technofog is back with the best summary in the business. I know I say this every time we talk about Technofog, but I'm saying it again. You need to be reading Technofog. You need to subscribe to his Substack immediately. Do not wait. Do it now. Do it now while you're listening to this podcast. I know that you can listen to it in the background. Flip it off. Go to Substack. Subscribe to Technofog. I guarantee you it will better your life. And by the way, you better be subscribing to this podcast as well. So here we are. Day two of the Michael Sussman trial. Robbie Mook who was the campaign manager for the Clinton campaign in 2016, has scheduled a vacation in Spain. So he's fleeing the country. He, but he will testify on Friday. He is a defense witness, believe it or not. Number two, evidence of Steele's meetings. That's Christopher Steele, who made the dossier with Sussman and Fusion GPS in July 2016, and his tasking to conduct research on this Alpha Bank, according to the judge, can come in. That means they will be presented. The judge observed they are relevant to Mr. Sussman's activities for the campaign and his attorney-client relationship as far as it went with the campaign as relates to Alpha Bank. So understand what's going on here. I know there's a lot of moving parts. I know this is kind of dense, but I can, I can break it down for you very quickly, one sentence. The campaign lied and they got caught. So they are now being prosecuted. Specifically, this individual, Michael Sussman, who was a lawyer for the Clinton campaign, through his firm, lied to the FBI about Trump and Russia, and lied about the fact that he wasn't working for the campaign when he did so. That lie is now being brought up because they are saying, essentially, you lied to us. You said you were coming to us as a concerned citizen, someone who cares about their country, and that's the only reason that you're bringing this information to the FBI right now. But what he's coming back 
And so what the FBI is coming back and saying is that obviously he was working on behalf of the Clinton campaign. Now, I said this yesterday, and I'm going to say it again today. The entire situation here is still essentially not as far as it should go. It's still a cover-up of sorts. And why is that? Because nobody from the actual FBI that went along with this complete farce is going to see any justice from it. They're going after someone from the campaign. And make no mistake, the fact that that is even happening is monumental. The fact that that is even happening is enormous. Keep in mind, you do not see Democrats prosecuted. You never see lawyers prosecuted for the Democrat campaigns, but you're seeing that here. And why is that? Because this has been such a monumental cluster for them that somebody had to go down. Somebody had to be the fall guy. And for this guy, Durham found direct evidence of him lying in writing, in writing to the FBI. So it isn't just that you somebody lied. It's the fact that you got it in writing. You can present that to a jury and say, look, and that's what they're doing right now, essentially, and saying, look, you may not like Donald Trump. You may, you may like Hillary Clinton, right, Secretary of State. But, but you can't like the tactic of lying to the FBI. That is against the law. It is a felony. And this person is being prosecuted for it. So we're starting to see the witnesses now, short testimony, Deborah Fine. Fine was working for the Clinton campaign as one of several deputy counsels. She was presented with calorie entries. She worked for the campaign and she was the one who was actually setting up the meetings. Uh, we had that. We also got testimony from and about Mark Elias. Mark Elias is also one of the major, major um, operatives and lawyers for the Clinton campaign. We also mentioned, had a mention from him of Jake Sullivan, who worked directly on this project for the Clinton campaign. What is Jake Sullivan doing now? He's the national security advisor to President Biden. The names and the information that are coming out of this court case are monumental. Is the administration worried that abortion rights protests may turn violent? And was there any specific group of protesters that that tweet was geared towards? Well, I think to be very clear, the uh, the protests outside of judges' homes have, have not turned violent. And I don't think we need to make a prediction of that from here. Just because people are passionate, it does not mean they are violent. Well, a massive new leaked memo is out from the Department of Homeland Security warning of, believe it or not, violence should Roe v. Wade be struck down later this year by the Supreme Court? Now, we know the court is going to be issuing opinions throughout the summer. The real question is going to be, when does the Roe v. Wade opinion come out? And as far as we know, right, from the last reporting, that the votes have not changed. This is the last piece of insight that we got from internally at the Supreme Court. We had that leak, of course, a few weeks ago, completely insane leak. By the way, no one has told us who the leaker is, uh, Will Chamberlain who was the editor-in-chief for Human Events, came out and with a whole thread and said that he found someone that he thinks is very suspicious and should be looked into. And the day after he came out with that thread, nobody mentioned her since. Not a single person mentioned her, and they stopped talking about the leaker altogether. We didn't even get a denial. We didn't even get a complete denial. We need to know who this person is because they are a criminal. Someone committed a crime. That crime needs to be prosecuted. So there needs to be investigation and then prosecution of this leaker. The same way Manning was prosecuted, the same way Snowden was prosecuted in absentia, and the same way that Reality Winner was prosecuted. 
Now, whistleblowing is one thing. Whistleblowing is one thing, right? But this wasn't whistleblowing. This wasn't malfeasance on behalf of the government. You can argue that certainly in many of those other cases uh, with WikiLeaks. This was not. This was a political and criminal leak. So here's the details. The unclassified, and this is from uh, Axios, the unclassified May 13th memo by DHS's intelligence arm says threats that followed the leak of a draft opinion targeting Supreme Court justices, lawmakers, and other public officials, as well as clergy, that means the church, and healthcare providers are likely to persist and may increase leading up to and following the issuing of the court's official ruling. Context, abortion-related violence historically has been driven by anti-abortion extremists, but now we are starting to see a new higher level of violence from the pro-abortion extremists. You remember, we played that audio for, for you a few days ago. We also read for you the manifesto of that group, Jane's Revenge, Jane's Revenge, which we still haven't heard definitively, right? We know they took credit for the attack in Madison on a pro-life family center, yet we haven't heard anything since on that investigation. Was James Revenge directly responsible for the firebombing, a Molotov cocktail of a pro-life center in Madison, Wisconsin, just down from Kenosha, Wisconsin, right? Down from Waukesha. Think of everything that Wisconsin has been through over the past few years, by the way, completely insane. And the fact that the governor there, Governor Evers, does nothing about it. That being said, Governor Nor um, no, not, not Governor Northam, Governor Yunkin, Governor Yunkin of Virginia and Miarques, the Attorney General, did absolutely nothing when Antifa committed an illegal protest, an illegal intimidation act in front of Judge Alito's house. They did nothing. They said, we're monitoring the situation. Oh, you're monitoring the situation. Is DHS monitoring the situation too? No, I'm moderating the situation. I'm monitoring it. That's what I do. I pay attention to this stuff. I monitor Nina Yankovic, and that's why she's out of a job right now. That's why I destroyed the disinformation governance board. We wrecked it. And that was a team lift, and it takes all voices, and it takes all hands. But that was an all-hands-on-deck moment, and we rose to the occasion. Well, this is an all-hands-on-deck moment, too. And so my question to everyone is, where are you at? They're telling you they're coming. Are you going to do anything about it? Are our elected leaders going to do anything about the violence that is coming for the churches, for the pro-life centers, for the conservatives, for the pro-life movement? The Department of Homeland Security is telling you these groups are targeting you and coming for you. Round them up. Investigate, prosecute, incarcerate. It's as simple as that. We know how to deal with criminals. But if you don't lock up violent criminals, you're going to get more violence. It's as simple as that. Well, a new study is out stating that testosterone treatment turns liberal voters more conservative. Stories from the National Pulse, the great Natalie Winters, Increased testosterone levels can cause liberals to become more conservative in their political affiliation. A recent experiment analyzing voters in U.S. elections found the study testosterone administration induces a red shift, red shift 
in Democrats was published on November 14, 2021 by Professor Paul Zak, the director of the Center of Neuroeconomic Studies at Claremont Graduate University. His research has made a substantial impact in explaining the variation in human social behaviors and has been cited by blah, 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 blah. Here's what they did. He found a link between testosterone levels and political preference through analyzing 136 voting age males through the 2012 election season. Our results demonstrate that testosterone induces a red shift among weakly affiliated Democrats, summarized the paper. Research administered, researchers administered synthetic testosterone or placebo to participants who previously disclosed their political affiliations, allowing researchers to track how the hormone affected participants' politics. When weakly affiliated Democrats received additional testosterone, the strength of their party fell 12%, and they reported 45% warmer feelings toward Republican candidates for president. Before the testosterone treatment, we found that weakly affiliated Democrats had a 19% higher basal testosterone than those who identified strongly with the party. The study continues reiterating the correlation between individuals with lower testosterone having left-wing political beliefs. While the effects of testosterone waned with individuals who were staunch Democrats or weak Republicans, our findings provide evidence that neuroactive hormones affect political preferences, posits the study. The study comes amidst uh, a longstanding attack on, from the New York Times on Tucker Carlson and others for addressing the issue in a recent documentary. The unearthed link between hormones and political ideology also follows scientists floating morality pills as a method to enforce COVID-19 mandate compliance. Does this story really come as a surprise to anybody? Does anybody really, really hear that headline and say, oh my gosh, I had no idea that a higher testosterone level would make people more conservative or that a lower testosterone level would make people more liberal? So the reason this exists, this dynamic exists, is because from a, a developmental level, right? It comes from the ability to defend yourself versus your need to seek collective defense from the group. So if you have the ability to defend yourself, that makes you more of an independent thinker because you're able to fend for yourself, you're able to protect yourself without you know, considering what everyone else thinks. But if you're someone who can't defend yourself, then you need the consensus, then you need the system, then you need the group, you need to be with the herd. Right. And that doesn't mean that uh, that community is wrong or, or that, you know, there's a lot of conservatives who get that wrong, by the way, that you don't need communities, you don't need families. No, 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 you do need those. You need society. But you can't be totally submissive and subservient to the system. And you can't give up your own freedoms and your own independence in order to seek the safety and the security of the state. No, 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 no. This is the difference between someone who is high T versus someone who is low T. And we are looking out and finding many people now in our society and in our leadership that are extremely low T. And so for me, when it comes to politicians, I'm not even gonna start looking anymore whether or not it's conservative liberal. No, 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 I'm gonna talk high T versus low T. And that is all the time we have for Human Events Daily today, coming to you from Budapest, Hungary, where I'll be speaking at CPAC Budapest this weekend. Uh, kicked off earlier this morning, Prime Minister Orban gave a speech, Senator Rick Santorum gave a speech, uh, Matt Schlapp, of course, whole list of people, Candace Owens is going to be speaking, Tucker Carlson, myself. Uh, we've also got a whole delegation from Poland that's coming in and speaking, from uh, the Czech Republic, from the UK, so come on 
check out online CPAC Budapest. Absolutely incredible. Today's headlines. What did we talk about today? The Biden administration's Ministry of Truth being put on pause, essentially shut down. Niyankovic resigned from the board. Oh no, oh no, heart goes out to you. Next, day two of the Sussman trial. Third, the leaked memo revealing DHS preparing for violence after the abortion ruling. And finally, we talked about how high T turns liberal voters more conservative. So much going on in our world today. So remember, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us, share this out with one, just one of your normie friends and leave us your five stars. Seriously, you leave us one of the rose reviews. It's very helpful to us. It's great for our rankings and make sure that you're subscribing, you're clicking that you want the downloads. And when you ask your normie friends to subscribe, you ask them to sign up as well. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. Today, all the way back in 2009, 13 years ago, the TV musical show Glee, starring Jane Lynch, Michael Morrison, Leah Michelle, began on Fox. As I told you before, the theater kids were weaponized from this show through Tumblr and now are coming in to places of power like Taylor Lorenz with her reign of terror at the Washington Post and Nini Yankovich, who attempted a reign of terror at the Department of Homeland Security, but was stopped by yours truly and stopped by the massive power of the human events audience. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.